This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. that the Lord Jesus has us here, his church, is to tear down the works of the devil and build up his kingdom, to build and to plant, you know, to tear down these these destructive things. But how do we do that? How do we root out and pull down and destroy and throw down and, and build and plant? How do we do that? By getting really, really serious about holiness in our own lives. And I'm not talking about religious standards of holiness, okay? If I was, I'd be up here in a suit and tie not tennis shoes and blue jeans. In today's message, Pastor Robert teaches us that the Lord Jesus has given the body of Christ great and exciting tasks of planting churches and inviting people into his kingdom with zeal and vigor. However, Pastor Robert points out that we cannot be effective in our God-given tasks if we are not actively pursuing holiness. Now here's Pastor Robert with part three of today's message in 1 John chapter three. changed me I changed that's what changed he's washing me he continues to wash and see you reach a point in your Christian life you know how it is sometimes you know five o'clock this morning I was taking a shower and I had the toughest time getting the dirt out from under my toenails out in the backyard my flip-flops and that bull mastiff has dug up my backyard if you came to my it's like my backyard there's no grass you know left around the the back door because he, he just runs and plays and digs and out of control. What I realized is that I'm getting to that point in my Christian life. Oh, the, the obvious spots are relatively clean. You know, Jesus breaks out the scrub brush. We start digging deep. Has that happened in your life? If you've been walking with Jesus more than five years and he hasn't begun to break out the scrub brush and deal with some of the deeper details of your life, let me tell you what I'm talking about. If you spend more time on a boat, on a ball field, on a golf course, fill in the blank, than you do on kingdom business, whatever that means, that's sin in your life. See, a lot of times we only think of it like the, the, you know, Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's, we know that's wicked. Yeah, but what about, the, what about where you live? You know, what about the deeper things? What, what about you've been... We all know that we're coming to the end, right? That time's almost up for planet Earth. It can't get much worse on the planet before God steps in and starts over. You know, does the uncreation thing that the Bible says he's going to do and gives us his kingdom on earth. If you know that we're running out of time, I mean, aren't, aren't there some people that you need to be focused on? 
People you care about who don't know him. Maybe they're good people, but they're going to go to hell if they die today because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. They've rejected him. They've rejected God's plan for their lives. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he's been born of God. So that's the same thing that we've been talking about. He can't do it because the Holy Spirit of the living God now is inside that person. She just can't do the stuff she used to do. I love this statement. For this purpose, this is why the Son of God was manifested. Remember, he existed before he put skin on, right? He existed in heaven from eternity past. John tells us in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Everything that was created, you know, he participated in all. He was there. He's he's part of the Trinity. He's been around from eternity past. But he was manifested at a point in time that he might destroy the works of the devil. How does that happen? It happens in in me first. That's another thing that I see a lot of times the church has kind of upside down. You know, you see an individual Christian who clearly is not even really cooperating with this transformation process in their own life, but they want to go around pointing out everything that's wrong in everybody else's life. And Jesus said, deal with yourself first. He didn't say keep your mouth shut. Nobody wants to hear it, right? You remember the passage that I'm talking about? The log in your own eye needs to come out before you start trying to help your brother with the speck in his eye. Should be an obvious thing, right? I mean, you're half blind. You can't see. You got a log in your eye. So let's deal with that. So that then you can. Go and help this person that you care about to deal with the speck that's in their eye. It's not that we're not supposed to speak up. It's that we're supposed to be living it first. We're supposed to deal with our own hearts and deal with our own lives. Destroy, cooperate with him to destroy the works of the devil in your own life. That's the priority. That's number one. That's convicting. Isn't that convicting? I mean, doesn't that that just cut you? Cuts me. If it doesn't cut you, then I'm going to pray for you. Because this is, this is stuff that none of us can stand up to the light of his holiness without being touched, without being impacted. You know, something that the Lord showed us in the very beginning should be a part of our mission as a church. Jeremiah 1.9 says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I've put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. You see, the reason that the Lord Jesus has us here, his church, is to tear down the works of the devil and build up his kingdom, to build and to plant, you know, to tear down these these destructive things. But how do we do that? How do we root out and pull down and destroy and throw down and and build and plant? How do we do that? By getting really, really serious about holiness in our own lives. And I'm not talking about religious standards of holiness, okay? If I was, I'd be up here in a suit and tie, not tennis shoes and blue jeans. You see what I'm saying? 
I'm not talking about religious standards, traditions, stuff that's not in the Bible. What I'm talking about is getting really, really serious about your own relationship with God. Listen to this. Spurgeon says, we love Jesus, we love him because he first loved us. In those grand old ages, which are the heroic period of the Christian religion, this double mark was clearly to be seen in all believers in Jesus. They were men who knew the love of Christ and rested upon it as a man leaneth upon a staff whose trustiness he has tried. The love which they felt towards the Lord was not a quiet emotion which they hid within themselves in the secret chamber of their souls in which they only spake of in their private assemblies when they met on the first day of the week and sang hymns in honor of Christ Jesus the crucified. But it was a passion with them of such a vehement and all-consuming energy that it was visible in all their actions, spoke in their common talk, and looked out of their eyes even in their commonest glances. Love to Jesus was a flame which fed upon the core and the heart of their being and therefore from its own force burned its way into the outer man and shone there. Zeal for the glory of King Jesus was the seal and mark of all genuine Christians. Because of their dependence upon Christ's love, they dared much. And because of their love to Christ, they did much. And it is the same now. The children of God are ruled in their inmost powers by love. The love of Christ constraineth them. And they rejoice that divine love is set upon them. They feel it shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto them. And then by force of gratitude, they love the Savior with a pure heart, fervently. My reader, do you love him? If you do, then John says there are probably some things in your life that you'd be wise to pull down and destroy. Things that have occupied too great a place of significance. The way you spend your time, the way you live your days. Invite Jesus to break out his scrub brush and go to work at the little things that have gone unnoticed by you, not by him. Because he has better for you. He has far better for us than we dream of for ourselves. His love is the main thing His love is the main thing Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He's doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand sharing the gospel, teaching God's word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. 
Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.